Giants looking for a stop. What the hell's going on out here? They're going to air it out. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone. Cobb. Touchdown. R-E-L-O. Alright everybody, welcome to Blue Cheese Radio here on PackToTheFuture.com And uh, oh what a joyous, joyous day it is Aaron Rodgers, daddy's back Daddy is home ladies and gentlemen Set to start this Sunday against Carolina Panthers uh, After a, a just heart stopping I don't even know how to describe that Browns game. I, I, As the game went on, as it started and went on, you could tell from that first drive that McCarthy was coaching like his like his, his career was on the line, which, we, as we discussed last week, we strongly felt like it was. And uh, as the game went on and we were down 21-7, and I was just like, I was just sitting there, I was like, this is it. McCarthy's gone. This, the team's about to, it's, it's, it's time to hit the reset button. And then the fourth quarter rolled around, and uh, man, this team has zero quit. I posted that on Twitter uh, after the game on Sunday, but this team has zero quit, and they somehow found a way to fight back, claw their way back, get the overtime, de- get the overtime victory, get that W, and uh, we are still alive in the playoff race, and we now get number twelve back under center where he belongs. Aaron Rodgers will start. This Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. Now, is it a gimme game? No. Uh, just because Aaron Rodgers is back, does that mean that you know it's we're going to win out and it's just going to be uh, we're just going to coast and it's going to be a cakewalk from here on out? Absolutely not. Aaron Rodgers said it himself. Uh, he's not here to save this team. But I think the beautiful thing uh, about his absence uh, is that we've. We figured some things out about this team. We figured out that Devontae Adams is a star wide receiver in this league. I think a top 10 wide receiver in this league easily at this point. He has been on a hot streak with Rodgers, without Rodgers. It doesn't matter. Devontae Adams, pay the man. Pay that man. Uh, keep him here in Green Bay uh, where he belongs because he has earned every dime uh, of whatever contract that they are going to sign him to. Uh, in the off season, we also uh, we found a running game, something we haven't had in Green Bay uh, in quite some time. Jamal Williams looks like the real deal. Aaron Jones, if he get on the field, looks like the real deal. We got a true running game in Green Bay. Uh, that's a positive. And the defense, hey, the defense is playing better. We're getting turnovers. Clay Matthews looks like. Uh, Looks like a younger Clay. This looks like Clay Matthews from from seven years ago at this point. Um, the way he played against Cleveland, so <clears throat> a lot to look, a lot to be excited about, a lot to look forward to. And I think the fact that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to have to come in and and put this team completely on his back, I think 
There's still going to be some of that. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that we have found a running game, the fact that the defense is playing better. Uh, yes, there are injuries in the secondary. Devon House got injured in the Browns game. Once again, re-injured. Well, I know he came in with a shoulder. I think he re-injured the shoulder. Um, and, of course, Kevin King put on IR. So there are question marks in this team, no doubt about it. This is a flawed team. But I will, we'll discuss later on. I got some facts and some figures, uh, crunched a few numbers, got some statistics that I want to go over here a little bit later on. We get into the uh, Carolina Panthers preview. But uh, as you've noticed so far, about four minutes into the show already, uh, Tottletown Ty is not with us tonight. Uh, he is uh, working overtime. It's the holiday season. Uh, busy, busy time for, for both of us. But uh, he was not able to join us tonight. But you know what? It's the first time that I've had to go solo on this show uh, in almost 100 episodes, almost a year and a, over a year and a half of doing this show. First time that either one of us has had to miss a show. Um, so I think I think he's, uh, he's due a vacation day, uh, so to speak. But uh, I wanted to get something out there this week. It's going to be a little mini pod. It's not going to be nearly as long as they have been. We've been going two, two and a half hours uh, here as of late. So... Uh, I uh, figure I can just crunch something out there, uh, condense the show a little bit, uh, get it out there uh, for everybody before this Carolina. Because it's a, it's a big time to be a Packers fan. Aaron Rodgers is back. Uh, we we got to go on a run to get into the playoffs, and who knows uh, what can happen from there. So I wanted to get something out there. Uh, like I said, went over some numbers this week. want to go over that a little bit later on. We talk about the Panthers. Big game coming up. I mean, this this the season is on the line. Uh, each every single week that we play from here on out. So uh, we think it's important to get something out there for you guys um, uh, a weekly, whether one of us is gone or whether they're not. So uh, hopefully, you know, we'll we'll have Ty back next week, uh, hopefully to uh, to cover a Packers victory over the Panthers with some good news. We don't, we don't want Ty coming back uh, down in spirits and sad. We want him coming back completely refreshed and, and full of joy. I mean, it's, it's 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 Christmas. It's that time of season. It's the, it's the time of the season for joy and happiness and whatever the hell else you associate with Christmas. Um, so let's hope we get a little bit of that here as Packers fans with Aaron Rodgers coming back. And, um, you know, tall task ahead of, of us. But, um, man, like I, like I said last week, if I'm a betting man, I, it's hard for me to bet against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he seems to pull it out every single year. So we'll see. Uh, before we get started, though, um, the news basically, Aaron Rodgers has been cleared to play but uh, against Carolina. That's the biggest news of this week. Uh, but another little tidbit of news I saw this week that I thought was really cool, uh, Mark Tauscher, former offensive tackle and former kicker Ryan Longwell, will be inducted into the Packers Hall of Fame in 2018. So congratulations, Mark Tauscher. Congratulations, Ryan Longwell. Definitely two well-deserved names going into the Packers Hall of Fame next year. Um, so I thought that was big. Wanted to bring that up. Wanted to congratulate those guys. Um, so very, very cool and very well-deserved uh, by those two. Now to uh, touch on this Packers-Browns game here real quick. Um, first of all, let's look at the stat lines. Uh, mm, not that we didn't... <laughs> We didn't knock it out of the park this week. I think Ty did a little better than I did overall. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I, my stat lines, let's start with, uh, I had Jamal Williams going 24 carries, 155 yards, and a touchdown. Really high on Jamal Williams. He did have a good game, a really good game in terms of all-purpose yards. 
in terms of rushing and receiving. But in terms of the rushing game, uh, not quite what he had done the past two weeks. 15 carries, 49 yards, and a touchdown for Jamal Williams. So, eh, still got the touchdown. And, you know, I guess in, in, in football, uh, six points is all that matters. And here's one I was really surprised with. I brought the statistic last week that over the last five games, the Cleveland Browns have uh, allowed a touchdown to a tight end. In four of those games, I had hands of silk, legs of stone, Richard Rodgers, four receptions, 54 yards and touchdown. He laid a big old goose egg out there, um, which was surprising. So, eh, you know, I went on the limb there. You know, Richard Rodgers, not exactly a uh, a huge stats guy <laughs> by any means, but, you know. I thought I'd go on a limb, be a little bold on that one, but it didn't pay off, but oh well. Uh, Morgan Burnett, I had him eight total tackles, two tackles for a loss, one pass defense, and one interception. Thought he'd have a bigger game. Um, Thought he'd have a bigger role in this game, especially with Kevin King going out, Devon House uh, going out halfway through the game, but he only finished the game with four total tackles and two solo, so not a good week on my part for uh, for stat lines. Uh, Ty, a little bit better, a little bit better of a week. Um, He had Blake Martinez... 13 total tackles and one tackle for a loss. Uh, Blake Martinez finished the game with nine total tackles, three solo, and a one tackle for a loss. So he got the tackle for a loss correct. Um, but nine total tackles, a little bit low for uh, for what Martinez has produced over the past month or so. So uh, that's a, a little bit of a surprising uh, outcome there for Martinez. But I think he's going to play a huge role in this Carolina game coming up. We'll get to that here in just uh, just a little bit. He had Jamal Williams as well, and he was actually a little closer. 16 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown uh, to the uh, to the real stat line. 15 carries, 49 yards, and a touchdown. So uh, he was a little bit more grounded, a little bit more down to earth. Got a little bit closer on that Jamal Williams stat line than I did. And uh, Brett Hundley, he uh, didn't see this one coming from Brett Hundley. He had Hundley going 14 of 30, 98 yards, and an interception, but with six rushes for 70 yards. Uh, and Hundley, once again, the thing with Hundley, it seemed like it was on again, off again. He'd have a really good game one week, really bad game the next week. And uh, that was the case this week. 35 of 46, 256 yards, three touchdowns for Brett Hundley. And he also had seven carries for 31 yards. So Hundley coming through big time in the clutch when we needed him, needed him most uh, to get Aaron Rodgers back. And uh, he played fantastic in this game, I thought. Uh, of course, there's little bumps uh, in the road, but hey, what do you expect from uh, from technically a first-year guy coming in and playing cold? Um, so those are your stat lines for last week against the Browns game. Nothing too big. I think Ty won this round this week. I'm sure if he were here, he'd be gloating about it. Um, but we can all just use our imaginations and uh, pretend that we are listening to him gloat. Um, but yeah, let's, let's dig into this uh, this Cleveland Browns-Green Bay Packers game here real quick. Um I tell you that first drive for McCarthy, I, I liked it. it. We talked about last week how uh, this game, McCarthy's job was on the line in this game, and you know there's a lot of people on Twitter that that took exception to that or didn't agree with that, didn't agree with the fact that this would be one of the biggest losses in Packers history if the Packers lost to the Browns. But I think with everything that was on the line, everything that was up for grabs in this game. Um, the chance of, of of knowing that you're going to get Aaron Rodgers back if you win this game against the Browns, all you got to do is, and the Browns are, are winless. You, it's just, it was a perfect storm for everything to go wrong for Mike McCarthy, for him to lose his job, for for the Packer organization as a whole to hit the reset button. A loss to the Browns would have done that. And I think McCarthy knew that. 
McCarthy knew that because he didn't just come out coaching like the season was on the line. He came out coaching like his 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 well his well being was on the line. Uh, you had the fake punt to start on the opening drive with Jermaine Whitehead, which ballsy. Yeah, but I liked it. It's it's you had to do it. We talked about the Browns being a team with nothing to lose. The Packers played like a team uh, with nothing to lose in this game, and I think that's that's what helped them win. And they also had the fourth down conversion on the opening drive. Uh, the the quick throw to Randall Cobb. They got the first down. It was like a fourth and one. Uh, really good call. Really good throw by Brett Hundley. Just getting it out to Cobb and letting Cobb get that yard. So I got no complaints about either call. It was early in the game. If anything would have went wrong on either one of those, it wasn't like it was going to really cost us the game at that point. And, and we knew we had to get up early. And, um, you know, we couldn't just – get off to the slow start with that we eventually did we you know we had seven points throughout you know after that that was the first touchdown we had on the first drive and then after that it was a whole bunch of nothing until you know late in the third so I think that was an important drive capped off with a Jamal Williams 30-yard touchdown catch and uh this is an interesting stat that uh they, they said in the game I thought was really interesting Jamal Williams is the first rookie running back to have 200 or 120 plus scrimmage yards in back-to-back games since John Brockington in 1971. He now has three straight games uh, of 120 plus scrimmage yards after this game. Uh, so let that sink in. All the running backs that have come and gone through Green Bay, Jamal Williams is the first one to have back-to-back 120 plus scrimmage yards. Uh, in back-to-back games since John Brockington in 71, and he now has three after this game. Can he keep it going? Uh, I, I, I think he can. Jamal Williams is hot right now. Jamal Williams looks like he could develop into something really special for this team, something we haven't had in a really long time, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, after our initial uh, our initial drive, 7 nothing, Packers up, and then it, all of a sudden it looks like Josh Gordon is about to – just dismantle our defense throughout the entire game. Unbelievable on that first drive. He's going to terrorize our secondary on that first drive. Um, but he did finish the game with only three receptions, 69 yards, and a touchdown. And i got to give a huge uh, uh, huge shout-out and give all the credit, or maybe not all the credit, but a lot of the credit to Demarius Randall on that. Um Randall was matched up on Josh Gordon a lot in that game. And as the game went on, Randall pretty much shut him down. Uh, Gordon had the the big catch uh, on the first drive. Then he had the big touchdown catch. And then one more reception after that. And he was pretty much, you know, he pretty much disappeared the rest of the game. So, big shout-out to Demarius Randall on that one. Sleevy Wonder himself. Um absolutely fantastic game and he's just been on a roll and if he can keep this going uh the losses of house and king um you know i think we i think we'll be able to survive if randall continues to play uh to the level that he's been playing something uh ty that i wrote down here something i wanted to discuss with ty because ty has brought this up over the past few weeks on the game or uh, on the show about this packers defense uh not being able to get off the field on third down uh, the Browns were better than 50% on this game, 7-13 on third down. So I just thought that was an interesting stat I wanted to get take uh, Ty's take on this week. The Packers did struggle to stop Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson. 
Uh, Crowell, 19 carries, 121 yards. Duke Johnson, um, four receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown. He mostly did his damage uh, in the receiving category. And, you know, coming into this game, Duke Johnson, you know, with, with what they've had, you know, before Josh Gordon could really return, Duke Johnson was pretty much their number one receiver on this team. I think he was. I think Ty read the stat last week that he was the leading receiver on this team coming in. So, uh, you know, I it is what it is. Uh, Crowell had a really good game, 19 carries, 121 yards, like I said. Um, but, you know, those are those are two pretty damn good running backs. Um, is it, is it going to be a problem stopping the run going forward? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, but, like I said, it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> one... One thing that concerns me of Perry, because Perry didn't play, Nick Perry didn't play in this game, and possibly that could be the reason that the Packers struggled against the run, because Perry, his presence in the run game and his ability to set the edge is, you know, you you can't overstate it. Uh, he is so good at that, so good at that. And with Packers not having Perry in this game, um, you know, maybe that's the reason why. Uh, we'll see. I don't know if Perry will be available to play in the Carolina game or not. I haven't checked the uh, the injury report as of late, but hopefully he'll be because we're going to need all hands on deck, whatever hands we have left. We need them on deck for this game. Um, Let's see. What else is there to talk about? I mean, of course, we can go to the final. Jamal Williams had the one-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter to, to bring it back to seven. Devon House uh, carted off the field terrible injury, but it looks like he, he might be able to come back and play as soon as this week. I would be really surprised if he did, um, but, you know, we'll see. It looked like a pretty bad injury, but, you know, we'll just see. We'll just keep an eye on this as we progress. Um, then, of course, we get to the fourth quarter, down 14. Jamal Williams hits the one-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter, um, down by seven. And as the game goes on, you just start to feel like the momentum's changing. And uh, and I think the biggest the biggest turning point in this game for me, Trevor Davis, mentioned him last week. With a, he had an up-and-down game last week, some really good, some really bad from Trevor Davis. This week, huge punt return to set up the Packers at the 25-yard line on that last scoring touchdown. Uh, that last scoring drive that the Packers had to send this sucker to overtime. Trevor Davis, uh, if he can continue this, I mean, this is these are the things that the Packers have had to find without Aaron Rodgers. The run game, uh, a true number one receiver, which we have found in Devontae Adams, which I'll talk about here in just a second. Uh, defensive effort, getting turnovers, um, and possibly a return game with Trevor Davis. He's looked, uh, he's looking better and better each week uh, in the return game. So that's something to keep an eye on. Of course, set up at the 25-yard line. The Packers drive all the way down to the one-yard line with, what, 17 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Time winding down. The quick one-yard touchdown from Brett Hundley to Monte. That was a really beautiful pass by Brett Hundley. I just got to throw that out. That was a great pass by Brett Hundley on that one. And, of course, Adams comes down with it, gets the touchdown, takes us to overtime. And uh, that's... That's where we go from there. Uh, Sean Kaiser, who I thought played really well, which is concerning. <laughs> Did he play really well against the Packers defense? That is concerning. Um, but he comes in. They, the Browns get the ball first, uh, and he throws an interception. 
uh, to Josh Jones uh, with Clay Matthews putting on the pressure. Matthews had a hell of a game uh, in this game. Clay Matthews played a fantastic game. Uh, if he can keep if he can keep this going, because he's had he's had a couple of a uh, couple of good games here over the last couple of weeks. And if he can keep it going, that, that, that's that's huge. Um, and it's even more impressive with the fact that Nick Perry didn't play. So, you, you know, you, you kind of had your op, your option to double-team Matthews if you needed to. But Matthews played really well and, of course, got that big pressure, forced the interception, set up the Packers to, uh, to win this game in overtime. And um, so big shout-out to Clay Matthews on that one. And, of course... The game winner in overtime, Devontae Adams catches the screen and runs all the way to the bank. And I mean literally, he ran all the way out of the stadium, through the tunnel, and I'm guessing he ran all the way to the Bank of America to uh, open up a new account <laughs> because he's going he's gonna to need a bigger account uh, after the way he's played. With Rodgers, in the absence of Rodgers, doesn't matter. And we discussed that when Aaron Rodgers went down originally. We're going to find out who's for real on this team and who who isn't. Uh, and Devontae Adams has proven that he is for real and he deserves to be re-signed right now. He, he deserves to be re-signed yesterday, to be honest with you. But a uh, big game for Adams, two touchdowns in this game. Uh, so, yeah, there it is, the overtime winner. Packers 27, the Browns 21, and the Packers move on. Uh, to Carolina this Sunday. Uh, big game. Very big game. Not only do we get Aaron Rodgers back, but the Carolina Panthers just took down the Minnesota Vikings and made it look kind of easy. Uh, they played really, really well against the Vikings, who, you know, might be on the downslide. The Case Keenum magic may be starting to run out. Uh, that remains to be seen, but... Uh, is Aaron Rodgers' return alone going to be enough to put us over the top against the Panthers? Um, he's <laughs> You want to say yes because it's Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers, if you have Aaron Rodgers on the field, you have a chance to win any game you play. I don't care if you're playing the 85 Bears. If you've got Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, you have a chance to beat them. Um, so it, it's... Let's get into the numbers here. Uh, let me take a little drink there. Oh, this is weird doing a show all by myself. I feel like I'm talking to myself. And I uh, <laughs> got nothing coming back. I feel like I'm just rambling, so you'll have to excuse us this week, folks. Um, but, of course, the big storyline coming into this Carolina Panthers game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is back, folks. He's back. And I hope he's coming back pissed. I think he is. I think Aaron Rodgers is about to come back and unleash hell uh, on this league. Um, Now, like I was talking about just a second ago, is is the return of Aaron Rodgers enough to put us over the hump, to get us past Carolina, to get us past Minnesota, to get us past Detroit into the playoffs? Um, It definitely doesn't hurt. <laughs> you know, and uh, I got into the numbers a little bit, crunched the numbers. Of course, here are the numbers as we stand right now. Uh, in terms of points per game, Carolina, 23.1. Green Bay, 21.9. Uh, they got the edge there. Points allowed, they got the edge. They only give up 20.2. We give up 23.2, which is not bad. 
for the for us, it, it's not that far off against a uh, compared to a really really good defense that Carolina has. Just a three point difference, um, but they pretty much have us beat in every category except for passing yards. Um, in terms of total yards, they got us beat three forty five point one to three thirty one point three uh, yards passing. We get two twenty four point five. They go two ten point five. Um, and of course, that's with Brett Hundley at quarterback over the last nine weeks. So you know that that may be something to keep an eye on. Um, and of course, rushing yards they got to beat. They're a hell of a rushing team with that duo of McCaffrey and Jonathan Stewart. God, I wish McCaffrey was on this team. What Rodgers could do with a guy like <laughs> with a guy like McCaffrey, but um, but they put up 134.5 to our 106.8. But you know you got to take our number into account that the fact that. Uh, we've been just constantly rotating running backs throughout this entire year. Um, so if Jamal Williams can stay healthy and Aaron Jones can stay healthy and we can keep the running game going, because over the past three weeks, our running game has been there. We've Our running game has looked really good. We've found a running game. So how much stock do you put into those numbers? I don't know. Um, but the stock that you can put into uh, Carolina's numbers, that this is a really good rushing Team. They always they've been over the past few years, whether it's with McCaffrey, whether it's with Stewart, or hell, whether it's with Cam Newton. He had like a big 72-yard run or something last week against Minnesota. So that's concerning. Keep you, we, we gotta we gotta contain Cam Newton. That's for sure. And uh, defensively, in terms of yards allowed, we give up 370.5 to their 319.8. Uh, we give up more passing yards, 256.7 to 230.4. Uh, and rushing yards, they're really good against the run. They're only giving up 89.5 to our 113.8. So, in terms of those numbers, as they sit now, in terms of a um, uh, a season-wide look at the numbers, yes, they have the edge in, in pretty much every category except for the passing passing yards. We, we do have a little bit more. Um, but these are the interesting numbers. These are the numbers that uh, I, I sat down, went, went through each, each game, and kind of crunch these numbers uh, to give you an idea what the Packers look like with Aaron Rodgers and what they look like without Aaron Rodgers. Now, I got four categories here that I think are the most important uh, in terms of who this Packers team is, when they have number 12 on the field, when they don't have number 12 on the field. Um, And we'll start with points per game. Uh, Without Aaron Rodgers, we've scored 16.4 points per game that we've averaged over the last nine games with Brett Hundley at quarterback. Um, with Aaron Rodgers, the five games we had Aaron Rodgers, we were averaging 27.4. That is an 11-point swing for the Packers in terms of when Rodgers is on the field and when Rodgers is not on the field. That's a big jump. All right? <laughs> so when you compare that, from Rodgers' five games compared to Carolina stats, uh, we got them beat. Uh, you know, and that, that's of course if statistically we we kept up with where we were when we had Rodgers. Um, <clears throat> yards per game without Rodgers, we averaged 258.7 with Brett Hundley at quarterback. With Rodgers, we averaged 336.6 yards per game. That's another big leap. You you see you can see the trend here that uh, that I'm getting at. Uh, time of possession. Uh, without Rodgers, we possess the ball approximately 25 minutes per game. With Rodgers, we possess the ball approximately 31 minutes per game, approximately. That's almost half a quarter. 
that we've lost over the last nine games without Aaron Rodgers and Brett Huntley at quarterback. And time of possession is is big uh, because I think, uh, if I remember correctly, when, when Rodgers was in the game, we only lost a time of possession battle once, and I think that was to Chicago uh, in the Chicago game. That's because we would score so quickly and Chicago would have the ball more. Outside of that, we, we control time of possession all those games. Without Rodgers... Uh, we I, I can say we lost more of the time possession battle than than we won, um, and that's that's important. That, that's key, uh, especially when you got a defense uh, that does struggle against the pass. When you got cornerbacks down, uh, you got a pass rush which has been hot and cold to say the least over the past month and a half, two months. Um, so those numbers are big, but I think the probably the most interesting number here. And I think this uh, you can draw two conclusions from this. Uh, the turnover margin. Uh, the turnovers without Aaron Rodgers, a plus three. With Aaron Rodgers, a plus four. So that didn't change all that much, whether we were with Rodgers at quarterback or with Hunley at quarterback. Uh, and the conclusion I draw to this is that when we had Rodgers in the game, uh, our defense weren't getting as many turnovers. Uh, as they have been as of late with Hundley in the game. Now you can ponder, well, maybe that's because, you know, the opposing team, their offenses feel like they can take more chances uh, because you don't have Aaron Rodgers on the on, on the other side um, because you don't want to turn the ball over and give the ball right back to Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's every team in the league knows that. Um, so maybe they were taking more chances and our defense were just taking advantage of those chances more often. Uh, or maybe our defense is playing better and getting more turnovers. I mean, those are a couple of conclusions you can draw from that. But I found that really interesting that turnover margin really didn't change one way or the other, um, whether we had Rodgers or whether we had Hunley. So uh, those were interesting numbers and, and something to keep an eye on. The fact that our points per game goes up a, a, a 11 points. Uh, when you have Rodgers in the game, our yards per our yards per game go up. Time possession goes up. Everything goes up with this team when Aaron Rodgers is in the game. I don't know what you're saying. You're like, yeah, no shit. Um, but uh, it's interesting. The turnover margin was most interesting to me um, just for the fact that I think our defense is playing better than they were at the beginning of the season. Um, so hopefully they can they can keep that up. Uh, but just, just, uh, just uh, yeah, I got bored the other night. <laughs> I wanted to crunch some numbers and see uh, – uh, just see how effective, w- w- how different the team is when they have Aaron Rodgers as opposed to when they don't have Aaron Rodgers. So just something interesting uh, to keep an eye on in this game. But uh, let's look at this game. Um, let's look at the Carolina Panthers here real quick. Big game. Carolina, they're, they're no pushover. This is a playoff team. This is a team that was that went to the Super Bowl. 15-1 went to the Super Bowl um, just two seasons ago. So this is this team's for real. Cam Newton, uh, can our defense contain Cam Newton? I think they can. I think it'll be interesting to see how they do that. Will they use Clay Matthews as a spy? Will they use Blake Martinez as a spy? Will they spy him at all? How do you defend Cam Newton? Because not only do you... You don't just have to defend Cam Newton. They also got McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. Jonathan Stewart going right up the middle. Uh, a guy I want to talk about uh, a little bit later later on, Devin Funches, who has been really impressive over the past five games. Uh, you got to worry about him. I mean, that's a big dude. That's a big, big dude. Who do you who do you who do you use to cover him? Um, but can we contain Cam Newton? Yes, I think I think 
Cam has been hot and cold this season. He's been pretty damn good as of late. Um, but I think it all begins and ends. If you go back to the Chicago Bears game, when the Bears beat the Panthers, it was all about pressure. We got to get pressure on Cam Newton. Now, whether or not Nick Perry plays in this game or not, that could be the big turning point. Uh, we need him to play in this game, but you know we're going to have to find ways to get pressure. Dom Capers is going to have to get creative and find ways to get pressure. Not only just get pressure on Cam, but... You know, we're also going to have to contain him because you blitz everybody at Cam. Cam sneaks out, and he's taking it to the house. And that's that's what he does. We saw it last week. So it'll be interesting to see how Dom Capers chooses to defend Cam because Cam has had his way with uh, our defense over the uh, you know over the years. Uh, I can think back to the game he had his rookie year against us when we were 15 and one year. Uh, Cam played really well against us as a rookie. And then, of course, two years ago when they went 15-1, he just saw it through our, our defense. So it'll be interesting. It's uh, it's a big concern. I don't know if I'd be more concerned with, Cam, with Nick Perry's return in terms of how well he defends against Cam or how much his, he will impact the running game because last week, the Panthers ran all over Minnesota. And as all of you know, Minnesota has a damn good run defense. But the Panthers were able to put up 216 yards total on the ground versus Minnesota last week. Um, Christian McCaffrey, uh, dude's a home run hitter. Uh, you just give him get him the ball and let him do things. He can do it. And Jonathan Stewart had a huge game last, last week. Um, had the big run at the beginning of the game. And uh, he's just a, he's just a big, strong power back. So I, I think basically what this boils down to is Blake Martinez is going to have to play the best game of his career in this game, whether it's spying Cam, defending against Cam, blitzing, getting after the quarterback, uh, or stopping the run. Blake Martinez, I think that's going to be a real key to to slowing down this Panthers offense. It's going to be on Blake Martinez to play the best game of his career. I think it, it, that might be what it takes. Um, uh, yes, we have a depleted secondary. House is, is down. Don't know if he'll play. It's high, it's doubtful at this point. Um, King is on IR. We're down to Sleepy Wonder. Josh Hawkins. Uh, I couldn't even tell you who else we got in our secondary right now. I know Morgan Burnett's going to be playing slot like we discussed last week. He's going to be playing some slot. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how Carolina attacks our secondary. Uh, but one guy that can definitely attack our secondary, if Devontae Adams has had a, uh, a, a real hot streak over the last five games, uh, this guy Devin Funches has been, has been just as good. Uh, over the last five games, Devin Funches, 24 receptions, 440. Five yards, four touchdowns, um, just over the last five games. Ever since they traded, um, oh, uh, Kelvin Benjamin to the Bills, Funches has stepped up to become that new number one receiver for Carolina, and he he looks the part. He's been very very good this year. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see who the Packers match up with Funches because Funches is a big guy. I mean, he's like six four. I mean, he's, he's another one of those giant receivers that the Panthers love to have on their team. Uh, do you match him up with uh, with a longer guy, maybe a, a Josh Hawkins? Do, can Sleevy handle him? Because, you know, uh, Randall, he's, he's a smaller back. He's a smaller defensive back. Um, 
Can he handle Funches? I mean, he, Randall did really well against Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon is a big man last week. So uh, maybe Randall can handle Funches, but it's going to be an interesting matchup to keep an eye on because, you know, that's that's a guy that can that can really do some damage against our secondary. But speaking of receivers and doing damage to a secondary, Devontae Adams talked about the tear he's been on the last five games. 32 receptions, 424 yards, four touchdowns. That is with Brett Hundley at quarterback. And I'm not putting Brett Hundley down. Uh, you know, every, if, if you listen to this show and you know my you know my opinions on Brett Hundley, I wasn't the, I wasn't the biggest Brett Hundley fan. Um, haven't been. But uh, he of these last three games, he won me over. I thought Brett Hundley... Did what he had to do. He was clutch when he needed to be clutch. And that's impressive to me. So I stand corrected on Brett Hundley. I give a huge congratulations to Brett Hundley on what he was able to accomplish. And, um, you know, I think he definitely could be a starting quarterback uh, for somebody in this league. Um, if just for nothing else, the fact just the, the – that he has that clutch factor, I guess, uh, from what he, what I've seen up, what from what I've seen over the last three games. Now, you know, it, you, you can say a lot of that goes to Devontae Adams, could go to play calling McCarthy, who knows? But Hundley was asked to do, um, was asked to do stuff, and and he did it. So I can't put the man down for that. So my hats off to you, Brett Hundley. Thank you for. <laughs> For keeping us alive when everything, when all hope looked lost and, and we looked dead in the water, um, but with Rogers coming back, uh, Devontae Adams, if he continues his hot streak and continues his level of play with Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams could could go on a serious Larry Fitzgerald 2009 Cardinals playoff run. You know what I'm saying? Like he could really be, he could really make a name for himself and really earn some money <laughs> over these next few games. Um, so that's going to be really interesting to see how well he carries that momentum from Brett Hundley to Aaron Rodgers. Now, there are other, the two other receivers on this team, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, we all know Nelson hasn't looked like the same receiver since, since Rodgers went down. Uh, and that begs the question, does, does Aaron Rodgers' return have an effect on Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb's production? Uh, yes and no. I'll put it like that. Randall Cobb's production really hasn't changed much, whether it was with Rodgers or, or with Hunley. Cobb has just kind of been, I mean, he's been a number three receiver. You know, he, he's good for 30 to 40 yards a game. He's had two touchdowns. Uh, this season, one with Rodgers, one with Hundley. So, whether with Rodgers, without Rodgers, Cobb's just kind of Cobb's just Cobb right now. He, he is just he just is what he is at this point. Um, but Nelson, I do think, bounces back and and goes back on 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 the hot streak that he that he started the season with 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 Rodgers. The the chemistry that those two have, you know, Nelson, I think at this point in his career needs Aaron Rodgers to be successful. Um, I don't think Cobb does. I think Cobb's just what he is, and we've we've seen that Adams doesn't need Rodgers to be successful. But I think Nelson, and this isn't a knock against Nelson. Nelson's a really good receiver, um, great route runner. But Nelson, at his age and and the time that that he's spent with Rodgers, Nelson beats you more with his mind. 
You know what I'm saying? He's he, he's not going to beat you physically. He'll beat you mentally. And when when he has a quarterback that he's 100% on the same page with, who they can just signal back and forth, and they kind of know what each each other's thinking. That's what Nelson's just got to be that crafty KG veteran at this point in his career. Um, and here are some numbers to really demonstrate uh, how important Rodgers is to Jordy Nelson. Uh, so Jordy Nelson, the five games with Aaron Rodgers through the first five weeks, 230 yards, six touchdowns for Jordy Nelson in five games. The nine games since Rodgers went down when he had Brett Hundley, 213 yards, and zero touchdowns for Jordy Nelson. If that doesn't tell you <laughs> that Nelson needs Rodgers to be successful, I mean, I don't know what else can. Um, not Less yardage, no touchdowns, and nine games compared to five. Uh, it's pretty remarkable how far Nelson has fallen off uh, once Rodgers went down. But I think the fact that Rodgers is coming back, I think Nelson, if anything, I don't think Nelson will be – you know, a hundred yard receiver each week, like at the what he used to be. Uh, but if anything, Nelson's he's going to start scoring some touchdowns because him and Rodgers in the red zone are a deadly combination. We saw that at the beginning of the year, and I really hope they pick up where they left off uh, in this game and, and going forward. Because, uh, like, like I said, they know <laughs> what each other's thinking before. You know, they don't even have to say anything. They just look give a wink and a nod, and they got to figure it out. But uh, can the Packers beat the Panthers this week uh, in Carolina? It's on the road. Uh, it's a toss-up for me. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is coming back, but he's missed nine games. Uh, it's coming off of an injury. you got to wonder, the first time he gets hit and he falls on that shoulder. Does he become more tentative? Does he start forcing things? I, I think what what this team has to do. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is back, but you can't you can't ask him to do. You can't just go back to asking him to do everything. I think what this team needs to do is pick up right where they left off against Tampa Bay, against Cleveland. Lean on the running game. You got two young studs and Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. You can lean on. We have a running game now. Play smart. Don't have Aaron Rodgers out there running for his life. You know, you can't do that. We can't have that or this it's just not going to work. We got to play smart. We got to ease Rodgers back into this just a little bit. Um, I think that's the smart play. We got running backs now. Um, yes, Carolina, their run defense is really good. Yes, Minnesota's run defense is really good. But I think... I think the threat of Aaron Rodgers mixed with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, the running back duo we have now, it could be really, really special. Really interesting to see how defenses play. Because, like I said, we truly haven't had a running game like this since possibly Eddie Lacy's rookie year. Um, but I, I think Jamal Williams, honestly, I think Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones can be can both be better. Than, than what Eddie Lacy was. Eddie Lacy, you know, God bless him for what he was, but I think I think Jamal Williams can be a true all down back in this league. I I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be interesting. I, I would be really surprised if the if the Packers got away from running the football the way they have over the past, you know, two or three weeks since since the Pittsburgh game, pretty much. 
<clears throat> with Jamal Williams. So I think that's the key. And I think defensively, we can give up all – I mean, look, it's Dom Capers' defense. We're going to give up a ton of yards. I'm just, We can just say that right now. But we got to get turnovers. Um, that was a big issue in the Pittsburgh game. We got the turnovers. We won that turnover battle. I think we, they turned it over three times to us. We got no points out of it. If this team can continue to get turnovers with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, with this offense, with this running game, uh, we're going to be hard to beat. And, you know, that's just the way it is. And that's what costs us against Pittsburgh. If Aaron Rodgers was playing in Pittsburgh, we would have won that game. I think by double-digit points. So we got to continue to get turnovers. Cam, yes, Cam is a special player. But Cam Newton will turn the ball over. Cam Newton will give you opportunities. We have to take advantage of those opportunities because this is a really good game, a really good football team, uh, and we're playing in their stadium. We're on the road, so this isn't going to be a gimme. It's going to be tough. It's it's a. I'm on the fence on this one. It's going to be 50-50, but um, you know we're just a couple days away from. Well, depending on when you're listening to this, <laughs> uh, we're not far from from finding out. So uh, it'll be interesting. It'll, it'll definitely be interesting. Um, I'm going to wrap up the show this week. Uh, we're going to, like I said, just a little condensed version for everybody. Wanted to get something out there for uh, for everybody this week. It's a big week. Number 12 is coming back. Packers playoff push is, is starting now. Actually, it started two weeks ago, but it continues now. The real push starts now. Um, but I wanted to end the, uh, end of the show this week. We did this last week with Ty. I think this is a, a really interesting segment on this uh, that we're going to start on this show uh, called Hot Take Blitz. Now, uh, I got a hot take here for everybody, and I'm going to put it up on a poll on our, uh, our Twitter page, at Blue Cheese Radio, uh, when this show drops. Uh, go on there. I we want your feedback. Um, I want to get what you guys think about this. Uh, but I have a hot take this week. And I believe that the team who wins the NFC this year will be a wild card team. Agree or disagree? I truly think that. I think the NFC, whoever represents the NFC in the Super Bowl this year, they will be either the five or the six seed. They'll be a, they'll be a a wild card. Now I'm not saying it's the Packers. <laughs> not saying I'm not saying that. Uh, but whoever it is will be a wild card team. I don't think it'll be a division winner. It'll be a wild card team in the Super Bowl this year. So, do you buy or sell? You agree or disagree? Go on our Twitter page at Blue Cheese Radio. Uh, hit us up on the poll. Give us your feedback. Let me know uh, why or why not that my hot take is, is correct or incorrect. Um, I want I, I want to see what everybody out there uh, what everybody out there is feeling uh, about that. Um, but yeah. Do that. Twitter at Blue Cheese Radio. Uh, you can follow us at our personal Twitters at Radiation Mike. Hit up Titletown Tie at Titletown Tie on Twitter. Uh, let them know you missed them this week. You missed that sweet, sultry voice, those warm, dulcet tones uh, of Titletown Tie. I missed them this week. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I, I sure missed them. I struggled through this son bitch this week. It was tough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure some of you are like, "Yeah, it was pretty goddamn tough to listen to," um, but hey, hey, we're we're trying, we're working. Um, Packtothefuture.com uh, growing by by the day. Uh, it seems like uh, articles, podcasts, player breakdowns, play breakdown, player profile, you name it. 
packtothefuture.com, best Packers fan site on the web. Uh, hit it up. Check it out, packtothefuture.com. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com backslash blue cheese radio. Uh, give us a like on there and find out when the show drops first on Facebook. So if you want to be first in the loop, get us a, get at us on Facebook. Uh, of course, iTunes, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Uh, you'll never miss a show. We'll be downloaded directly to your iPod, your uh, iPod, what is it, you know, <laughs> it's 2010. Uh, your iPhone, uh, your, your iTunes, your i whatever the hell. Uh, iTunes, hit us up on there, hit that subscribe button, leave us a five-star review. And, of course, the Blue Cheese Mailbag, uh, once we find out, figure out what the password is to the to the website, we'll, uh, we'll get on there and answer these questions at askbluecheese at gmail.com. Uh, but that's going to do it for, uh, for Blue Cheese Radio this week. Um, hopefully we'll have Ty back next week to, uh, to hopefully be breaking down a Packers victory. Uh, against the Carolina Panthers, and hopefully Aaron Rodgers goes out and throws for four touchdowns. Uh, But that remains to be seen. Uh, So enjoy the game this Sunday, folks. We will see you next week. And until then, I'm Mike. And there is your dagger! No, no, no. no, no. Here's how it's done. And there is your dagger! Dagger!